You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, everybody. We're back here with the Go 24-7 podcast. Bryce Kuhn alongside Sonny Ship. Sonny, this is the uh, the first podcast that you and I get to sit. I've done it with the other guys. Now it's now it's the duo right here. Yeah, man. I'll, I, I see all the Twitter and I see all the different podcasts that you do and stuff, but this is our first time to hook up other than, uh, other than text. Hell, this might be the first time we've talked on the phone, too. <laughs> it, it might be. It might be. Well, look, it's an, it's an exciting time. Before we get started, we want to make sure if you're watching on YouTube to hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, and like the video, and let us know what you think about today's show, which, Sonny, is a fun one. I mean, look... College football has evolved to the point now where there's really truly is no off season, and so we get to talk about this stuff all throughout the winter months when we're waiting, you know, for media days and everything. But it's you know it's first day of school. We're getting there for LSU, which means a lot of new guys on campus. I know you threw up on the board, you know, a picture of those guys and kind of walk us through the process. I mean, the move in process started for these kids, uh, high school and transfer, late last week, and then into the holiday today. Uh, is when recording this, and then tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, first day of classes. So uh, walk us through what's this process like? What are the kids kind of going through as they kind of get acclimated to being in Baton Rouge? Yeah, got to be an exciting time, you know, especially when you think of some of these some of these kids who just turned from 17 to 18. Some of them aren't even 19 yet, you know, mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden you get to leave home. You just had Christmas. You just had some of them just had these All-America games. Uh, you know, so spend a week down there. And now all of a sudden, lo and behold, it's, whoa, it's time to leave. The, the little bird is ready to fly away from the <laughs> nest, so to speak. But, and we all have those, we all have those college stories of what that, you know, what that first semester was like away from home. Oh man, Some of us yeah. probably studied a little more than others. <laughs> uh, I definitely fall into that latter category, but these guys will be busy. You know, they'll be busy. They've already had some meetings. Uh, you know, getting getting moved in, getting situated to the uh, to the meal plans, getting situated to uh, you know to what will be study halls, and and LSU fans will recall that when Brian Kelly first came on, he made a really big deal about how the players started doing everything right from the beginning, and what he meant by that is he put a lot of emphasis on you know how they document their meals. Uh, how they, uh, you know, how they do everything. Everything is tracked, and so that's going to be a big adjustment for these guys, especially the, especially these high school kids who have just graduated and they're getting into a situation like this now, to where, uh, you know, they've they've got some new apps on their phone that they're probably not used to, other than TikTok and Snapchat and whatever <laughs> some of those other ones are. But you know, it'll be a whole new process for those guys, and then once they get in. They'll go through some position meetings. They'll kind of get to know their position coaches a little bit more, but they'll jump right into Jake Flint's uh, off-season strength and conditioning program. And we saw 
we saw some we saw several players make some big gains in the weight room from the time that they enrolled until we got to see them in spring ball. And we'll probably get to see this. And, and you'll see that again as well. You'll see some guys who really, um, you know, are throwing into some opportunities that look a little more advantageous than others. Like, for instance, the Jack linebacker position. You know, yeah. that's a position that guys are going from, you know, either playing an outside linebacker or playing a defensive end position to where at 240 pounds, they were considered superior to, to, to the people that they were going up against. Well, that's going to change now in the SEC. <laughs> and so they'll get, they'll get it that they'll, they'll have to get adapted to that rather quickly, but they'll, they'll have that, they'll get thrown into that strength and conditioning aspect of it. And then you figure that you'll probably spring practice last year was pushed back so they could have some time to implement the offense, implement the defense a little bit more, get everyone's feet wet a little bit more before they kind of threw it all at them at practice. So it'd be interesting to see uh, when spring practice will start this year, but regardless of when, uh, of when it starts, these, these, these freshmen and these transfers, they'll probably have about a good six to seven to maybe eight weeks of really getting in there, really hitting the weights of these programs, probably a lot harder than any of them has really done it before. Yeah, and you think about it too. I mean, for the high school guys, that they're starting tomorrow, Tuesday in school. A month ago, they were walking around their high school, you know, this big big guy on campus, the Letterman jacket, and now, Sonny, they're walking in, uh, you know, I don't know what they called it when you were in high school, but it was like you go from being a senior to a freshman, fresh meat is what the seniors called it. So it's one of those guys, the younger guys in the group, that uh, it's going to be interesting. And that's a hard process. And I like what you talked about with Kelly last year, making sure not only what you said, but I think also to making sure you create the acclimation process as smooth transition as possible. And look, we saw that with some of the success LSU had this season, some guys that had to step up in some roles. I mean, how pivotal do we see that this past season and setting that standard last year, carrying that throughout the Kelly regime? Yeah, and he made a big deal out of creating good habits, that creating the right habits of, of, of documenting when you go to study hall, of documenting what you eat, of documenting when you eat, making sure you do your, that you're doing those right things that those little habits outside of football will lead to better habits once you step onto the field. And, you know, I think, you, I think you're probably going to have a big have, need a bigger sample size than just one season mm-hmm. to be able to go in and look at that, you know, but you'll, you'll, you'll be able to go back and you'll be able to look at, at some of those boneheaded penalties that, that the discipline that they establish off the field you hope that it will help them in those areas like that. And so, you know, probably after, after the 2023 season, you'll be able to kind of go back and and look and see, because, you know, it, it wasn't a situation where everyone was just completely on board and everyone, you had a hundred percent participation in all of that. You know, he even noted that, that as things went along through the spring into the summer and into the fall, the players kind of got more in line with that. And so, I think you'll see some of the veterans that they will really, uh, you know, they'll take some of these freshmen, they'll take these transfers kind of under their wing. And, and, and now you have a situation to where not everyone is trying to learn that all at one time. You have the guys who were here in year one, 
they can now help these younger guys and help these newcomers into kind of molding them into the, uh, I, I guess, into the, the robots that Kelly wants to have them <laughs> as is, you know, making sure that you dot every I cross every T and that you check every box. Well, it's going to be hard for these guys to do it right off the bat, but having those veterans kind of reinforce that. Now we all need positive reinforcement in everything that we do in life. And especially for some of these kids who are, you know, who are just leaving home. Yeah, walking into a situation they've never, they've never been a part of. Probably some of them may have gone as far away from home as they've ever been in their entire life. It's it really is a culture shock that fans may not realize. Uh, look, when we look at this uh, transfer class and this high school class, uh, I know a lot has been made of the portal last year and how we when that was one of the first articles that I did, kind of recapping the portal, both offense and defense for last season. But when you look at this, these classes and these kids are now on campus. Uh, most of them are. The defensive back position is one that obviously needed needed kind of a an influx of talent and give Kelly and the staff, I think they did a good job of identifying some guys to go in there. I mean, obviously, uh, the big name, Denver Harris, is one that you look at and you're excited about if you're an LSU fan. But how would you just kind of an early, uh, you know, assessment of, of how did they attack the portal in your opinion? And was it, you know, did what they needed to do? And obviously we know the portal is going to have another opening as well, but kind of right now here, early January, what is your kind of synopsis of what LSU did in that portal? Yeah, well, if you looked at if you looked at just the roster that was that was available for the Citrus Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, you had two cornerbacks coming back, Terrence Welsh and Jordan Allen. Um, you know, the casual LSU football fan probably doesn't know either of those two names because you know Welch played Welch played in every game, but a lot of it was on special teams, so you didn't hear his name called a whole lot and that's a good thing because usually if your name is called on special teams and you're not returning kicks or punts it's not a good thing not a good thing too often (laughs) (laughs) and so you know seven banks couldn't play in the game you know he he was Mm -hmm. he was still i guess quote quote unquote on injured reserve and so you really you know you were you were as depleted as you could possibly be with guys who were coming back from that game you had to go out you had to address that in a big way not only did they address it in a big way you know, you got three high school guys in uh, JV and Tobiano, uh, Jeremiah Hughes, and uh, and Ashton Stamps. Two of those three are on campus for the spring. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get Tobiano and you're gonna have Hughes to be able to to work them into the rotation this spring. But then throwing those transfers into the mix, Zai Alexander, guy who's played a ton of football at Southeastern. Denver Harris didn't play a whole lot at Texas A&M, played in five games, but played enough. And Kelly and, and Kelly and his staff, Frank Wilson, they recruited Denver Harris when they first mm-hmm. got to town. Didn't last very long, but there, there's some familiarity there. Of course, with J.K. Johnson, Robert Steeples coached him in, uh, in high school. So, you know, there's some familiarity on that front. And then Deuce Chestnut coming over from Syracuse. So you really – that was the area that you had to absolutely go out and you had to crush it. You had to crush yeah. it. And not only did you have to crush it with quality, you had to be able to convince enough guys to come in. And I think the way that they did that was saying, look, we want to play. You know, we, we don't want to have two corners we put out there for the whole game. And that's it. You know, we want to be able to rotate guys. We want guys to be fresh. Because having guys fresh not only is going to help you in that game, but it's going to also help you when November and December rolls around too. Mm-hmm. And so they really had to crush that area. I think that they did. The other area that they had to that they had to really hit in the portal, as well as the 2023 class from the high school front, was the Jack linebacker position. 
Yeah. Once Xavier Carter left, you had none. You had none on the roster at all. You know, you would have to move Savion Jones from the defensive end spot over to the Jack within your Robin Peter to pay Paul, because then who are you going to put in that other spot on the side that, you know, you took Savion from. So mm-hmm. they had to go out and they had to get some, they had to get some guys who have some experience, which I think they did bringing in Braden Swenson from Oregon. He's got some experience. And then you brought in another guy from Texas that the staff is very familiar with because he played for him at Notre Dame. And I know I'm going to butcher his name, but uh, Ovi Akufo. I was <laughs> just going to stick with just Ovi. I was going to go miss <laughs> big, big Ovi, the, the, the big O. That's what I was going to roll with. <laughs> hey, I make notes in my phone and I put little notes here and there and I just put Ovi. <laughs> there <laughs> I we go. the same thing. So we're in the same boat there. But – so you got some guys right there, but man, look at the class you got coming in. You got Jackson Howard, the number one player in the state of Minnesota. You got Deshaun Womack, a five-star um, Under Armour All-American. You've got him coming in this spring. And a lot of people have already looked at that and said, you know what? If, there, if there's a position someone needs to come in and make an immediate, immediate impact at, obviously corner is one, but that Jack linebacker position is another one. And so to be able to have all of these, you know, all of this, uh, all of these fresh bodies come in and just be ready to compete. I think it's really going to, uh, you know, it's going to give Matt house an idea early on of what he's going to have to work with and whether or not he's going to have to be super creative, um, you know, kind of like we saw with during the season to where trying to figure out early on, okay, how do I get BJ Ojolari and how do I get Harold Perkins on the field together? Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning it was having to take BJ off the field and then put Perkins on, but then finally they realized how they could do that. And so we know that house can be creative, but you would also just like to be able to just try to play some traditional man on man football and say, mm-hmm. my man is better than yours. And I'm going to, we're going to beat you with that. You know, you don't want to have to get creative all the time to win every game because eventually you're going to run out of that. You're going to run out of that creativity. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you can only go to the well so many times. Uh, and I think, you know, LSU, that was a problem. You know, I, I wasn't covering the team, but just watching those early games, it was like, man, why is number 40 not on the field along with number 18? I mean, it was just one of those things that we just watched over and over again. But I want to talk about, uh, you know, immediate impact. And a lot of times we get really excited when we see the five stars right next to the kid's name and, and the four stars. And let's give a lot of credit. You mentioned it earlier in the strength and conditioning a lot of these kids were dominating at their size at their respective schools, and a lot of them played at really, really good high school programs. 
but the fact of the matter is they were the best player on the field. And I, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of high school football, not nearly as much as you have in, in your, in your expertise, but you see these kids that can casual shot them. at my age. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hey, it's, it's, you know, it's no big deal, but you see these kids that can flip a switch on and off and, and they can do that in the high school game mentally. What are these young guys? And I'll even say some of the kids in the portal who, you know, maybe they didn't get a lot of playing time. They're coming here. How does that mental aspect change in spring practice and through these workouts for these kids to understand, hey, I've got to have that switch on from the get-go? Uh, and, and what is the expectation of these young guys being able to have an immediate impact? Because as fans, we all want to see that, but, you know, it's not always realistic. Yeah, I, I think you can have, you know, I mean, even if you have the most gung-ho 18- or 19-year-old kid coming in, you know, like a Deshaun Womack, for instance, got the five-star mm-hmm. by his name and everything. But there's going to be some moments to where he's going to realize, you know, there's going to be some moments to where either coaches, staff, some of the older players are going to are going to tell him, hey, man, you got to be able, you know, you got to bring that a lot more than you did today. And so because it's just, you know, he doesn't know he has to learn that he's been able to not give one hundred and ten percent and just give one hundred and be just fine. Well, now you got to give up, you know, you, you got to give one hundred and then some. You know, and so that's going to be that's going to be the acclimation point for him. And I think that and and, and having them come in in the spring and having the number of guys come in for the spring that they have, I think is going to help them because, you know, used to be you'd have some classes where you may have two, you may have three early enrollees. You know, you don't have that many. Well, now there's so many newcomers there. Now that when they're looking in line, you know, they're like, okay, you know, I'm not the only one who's going to mess yeah. up. It's their turn to do the rep on the, uh, you know, whatever they're doing in the in the weight room. And, you know, it's all about learning. It's all about realizing what's going on, reaching a certain comfort level, because until they reach that comfort level, they're always going to be thinking. They're always going to be processing something. And if you're having to always think and you're having to always process something, if the mind is going 100 miles an hour, the body's not going to be able to go 102. Mm. You know, and so having all these guys come in into the spring and be able to get acclimated like that, I think it's going to, you know, not only having them come in for the spring benefits, but having that many come in together is going to give them all, I think, a certain comfort level that's going to help them get acclimated a little bit quicker. And it creates some really good competition in spring practice, spring game, and then obviously builds that camaraderie into the summer. I want to flip it over to the offensive side of the football, and a guy that I'm really excited about, I know that, uh, you know, LSU was in on him as a high school recruit, him being from New Orleans, uh, Aaron Anderson. And look, I mean, we we all saw the high school tape when he was playing down in New Orleans. Uh, Andrew Ivins with 24-7 Sports, I mean, his pro comparison was Jalen Waddell. Uh, that's pretty lofty expectations when you see a guy that can, can fly like he can. But, you know, there's a couple of guys on this offensive side of the football that they added, specifically in that wide receiver room, high school and, you know, transfer portal, where it helps out, in my opinion, uh, you know, the current guys that are there. And I don't know about you, Sonny, but when I look at this, I think this really has the makings. If guys develop and take that step forward and we see the guys that are currently there get better, this could be a really, really improved, exciting, complete group out on the edge with the wide receiver room. Yeah, and when you when when you when you have an area, you know, Jack Linebacker, for instance, cornerback, we talked about those two. When you have a position that you really need to improve on um, a lot more than you did the year before, 
Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the LSU, you know, so say you look at offense, defense, special teams, you could look at it all. Special teams, what? Somebody says special teams, LSU. Okay. <laughs> we know, we know about the, you know, we know about some of the issues that LSU have. A lot of that's a lot of it all kind of revolved around the pump return game. And LSU mm-hmm. wasn't able to really get someone in there who they felt super comfortable about. Gregory Clayton, uh, you know, I guess in November, you kind of felt a little more comfortable about him being able to field the ball. But just fielding the ball was a win for LSU because you had so many issues early on. And Aaron Anderson, he was a dynamic receiver in high school when he played at Carr, but he was also a dynamic return guy. I mean, he returned as a junior, junior, he returned three or four uh, punts and kicks for touchdowns. So he really, you know, he really adds that element that the, uh, I guess the locker room was, was missing last year. You know, Malik neighbors, we all thought that he would have been, you know, really good at doing that, but he had some, you know, he had his issue early on and he was never really, uh, you know, they never really went back to it after that. So getting Aaron Anderson in for the spring, I think is, I think is, I think is huge. You know, huge in the terms that you get him on campus early, but also huge in the aspect that you now you have all spring, you have all summer of him catching punts, of him fielding punts, mm-hmm. of him working on the jugs gun, of him just getting more and more comfortable in that department. And you're not having to train someone who didn't do a lot of this in high school, you know. Malik neighbors, you go down the list, you look at these wide receivers, Shelton Sampson Jr., you know, they've all returned kicks and punts at some point because they've been one of the most dynamic players on the field. They could run, they could catch, you know, so they all had some time back there. But to get someone who is truly comfortable at fielding those punts and, 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 you know, having to go through judging the ball, tracking the ball, and then being able to make something happen afterwards – I think it's going to really open up the LSU offense a little bit, even though it's on special teams, because it's going to give them some momentum. It can potentially give them better field position. And, and so I, I think that that I think that that's probably when you look at the offense and the newcomers coming in, for me, that's the one area that I'm like, OK, it's great to have this guy coming in this spring because you're not trying to you're not trying to fix something you know, in a pinch, you're not trying mm-hmm. to fix something very quickly. Now you've got all spring, you've got all summer to really kind of just, just fine tune that position and, and just get him completely comfortable there. I want to add this on. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the guys coming in, but it does talk about that getting guys acclimated. Uh, when you look at guys last year that came in and had to learn what it was like to be an LSU tiger, learn what it was like to be on campus, getting around campus, um, is it safe to say that some of the guys that were brought in last year in their first year now have a year under their belt of knowing what this is, can go into spring practice, can go into these workouts, these, you know, this strength and conditioning program with a little bit more confidence? And, yeah, I'm thinking of a guy like Jaden Daniels, uh, you know, who now doesn't have to worry about, you know, how do I get to this building or, or something like that? You know, it's he can just worry about football. So those guys have a year in. I mean, we'll kind of end it with this. I mean, how big is it for them to have a spring where now – they can just worry about playing football, being a better player, and being a better teammate. Yeah, Jay Daniels is a good example. Greg Brooks Jr. flipping over to the other side of the ball. Greg Brooks Jr. is another guy. Um, 
you know, I think as the season went along, you kind of started to see him making, you know, making more plays. You saw him, uh, you know, involved in more turnovers and things of that nature. And, you know, so, so I think, you know, he got, now he goes from a guy who left Arkansas, you get over to Baton Rouge, you're getting, you know, you're getting used to the workouts. You get, you already know some of the players and stuff. You've been to LSU's campus and everything, but it's still different. It's still an adjustment period that you have to go through. Well, now he can help these other guys go through that adjustment period. You know, he's not a transfer who came in and was one and done, like a Makai Garner, like a Jarek Bernard Converse, um, you know, like some of those other guys. So he not only gives you a veteran presence in that locker room, but he can also relate to what these transfers are going through. He can relate to what some of these high school kids are going through as well. You know, you look at Jackson Howard, the number one player out of Minnesota, I mean, hell, can you imagine what Minnesota weather is like right now compared to what he's seeing here in Baton Rouge? You know, just little things like that, you know, little things like that, that we kind of take for granted, you know. But if, you know, if if, if 24-7 called and said, hey, Sonny, we need you to move up to Minnesota and, you know, go up there or whatever, I would not be anywhere near ready for her move like I don't know that. if you have the winter clothes so, ready for that. Know, not, but you have Jackson Howard. You have a Deshaun Womack. You have Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. you know, leaving Miami. You have Jeremiah Hughes leaving uh, leaving Nevada, coming down to Baton Rouge. You know, and, and so these cross-country moves, you know, not only do they take time when you think about the physical aspect and the mental aspect of, of playing football – but you also have the mental aspect of just being an 18, 19 year old kid away from home. You know, that uh, I, I can attest to there's a lot of trouble you can get into as an 18 and 19 year old kid if you're not careful, you know, <laughs> if you're not smart about it. And so, you know, these these guys are going to face the same things that we faced when we were freshmen in, in college and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, there's an acclimation period. But I think it's got to be also so exciting. You know, it's got to be so exciting because, you know, you're, you're going, you're leaving home, you're leaving everything that you know is your comfort zone that you've had forever. But you're walking into a system that is so structured, that has so many steps and elements to it to just help you, help you to succeed. You know, there's no reason any of these kids should not succeed because of everything that they have laid out in front of them. And, you know, I I think that, you know, that's a testament to Brian Kelly. That's a testament to his support staff. That's a a testament to all of the coaches and everyone involved in this because there's such a process that has to take place, you know, outside of the 12 Saturdays that we watch these kids on TV or whatever. Mm. You know, there's a process. There's so much involved into molding these kids, these players into being able to make those plays on Saturdays. And for coaches and the personnel who recruited these kids, who recruited these transfers, that's got to be the exciting part. Yeah, you like seeing that signature and everything. You like getting that that national letter of intent when it's signed in and everything. But now you actually get to touch. You get to hold. You get to give them a hug. You get to feel the presence that you have coming into your program now. And I can only imagine from a coach, from a support staff point of view, man, that's got to be so exciting. Well, and it's also probably feels pretty 
like a job well done in a, in a sense of you've you've courted this kid for I mean some kids two three years and right. you finally get to see him you know in in the purple and gold on your campus working out in the in the weight room and different things like that. No, it is an exciting time. It's truly uh, why well, I think there's no off season. Sonny, appreciate the time, man. It's been a, it's yeah. been a lot of fun talking this, and I know that we're going to kind of hit back on this, but a lot of fun names uh, that you can go check out on Go Twenty Four Seven. Make sure if you're not a VIP member, make sure you do that. We have some great content rolling in with the team uh, a lot of fun uh sonny's had to tell glenn to to, to pump the brakes a little bit because glenn I've, I've realized early on sonny glenn is a machine the man the man is just a machine that keeps going and going yeah yeah he's <laughs> he's like that six foot ten energizer bunny <laughs> Absolutely love it. Well, look, my name is Bryce Kuhn. He is Sonny Ship. This is the Go 24-7 Podcast. If you watch this on YouTube, make sure hit subscribe. Set up those notifications for you know when we have the next video. We're going to be doing some amazing content as we get closer and closer to spring practice. And, uh, Sonny, we won't harp on it too much, but this is a lot more fun and talking about football than uh, where the men's basketball team is right now. Hey, that's another podcast in itself. <laughs> another podcast for another day. This is all the time we have for. Make sure to check us out on Go 24-7. We can't wait to see you on the boards if you're already a VIP member. And if you're not, make sure you do that right now. We'll see you next time here on the Go 24-7 podcast. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.